M R A mean. Imra, 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 Imra means. It's a creator god. God. Goddess or god? It's a creator. Well, creator. God, goddess, energy. From Lemurian. 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 S. So. F. R. O. From. P. O. From Portland. Oregon. G. O. God. Gods. A. K. A. I. M. R. A. Imra. That's us. That's you. <laughs> Thanks, Frank. Thanks, Frank. Thanks, Frank. Thanks, Frank. Thanks, Frank.
good though. I can hear you. I can't hear you. Everybody. Oh, sorry about that drone. I left it going. That was a George Harrison tune. listening and not watching I like to take my old credit cards and I jam them in a keyboard to drone notes hello 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 This song is kind of like an intergalactic Noah's Ark. Yeah, it's the mothership lands. And then we all hop aboard. Three, 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 four, 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 four. 
from Portland here in Berkeley today. Um, next song is called Sweet Love. Sweet Love. This next song is called Sweet Love. And it is a love song that I wrote. For who? <gasps> for you. <laughs> for me and you. For everyone who feels the same about their significant other. Or potential significant other. At the time, I was kind of. What? Kind of what? Kind of. We were in the uh, oh. potential status. Oh. But I oh. Know, uh, this, that, this is B, E, becoming I, N. Interesting. Oh, this is becoming interesting. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Romance in a creative project. Yes. Emer forms of romance. Why? No. How is it going? How and how is it going? <laughs> Pretty well. We're uh, here and we're not angry or <laughs> anything like that. We're here. Why? We're we, you know, it's been yet. You're not angry or anything no, we've been, yet. We've got, but you know. We, we're, we've, we're different people and we've, we've learned to, to come we're, together we're and, and um, compromise our, I guess, our differences. Mm -hmm. Um, which I think makes Imra interesting because we've come from two different ways of looking at music and our backgrounds mm. are so different and as people we're the same and so we come well, together. Well no, no, as people I think we look at life differently too. That's mm. what I'm saying, we're, we're, we're differently the same. <laughs> we have common intentions. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We both want to create music for and the good of you. And if they can keep talking, they may be F I fighting S. Yeah. Oh, soon. <laughs> well, I think we should just uh, keep talking and labor on how different we are and make that the main focus of our existence. Or P, L, or play A. A song. Yeah. All right, let's do that.
we just got one more, I think. No plan to do any other kind of solo pieces Five. or anything. No. B. L. O. O. D. S. L. E. D. Shed. No blood shed. No blood. No blood shed yet. There won't be any blood shed. D. A. R. Darn. <laughs> Sorry. I. Will. Do. My best. You'll do your best to get bloodshed. <laughs> yes. I don't know. I'm not sure. Get into
Set up for the interview. Yes. Oh, we're doing an interview. Yes. Okay. Yes. We have been doing this for ten years. We've been doing this for ten years. And we still don't have transitions <laughs> slick. We still don't have a slick transition. Well, I think uh, I do community radio in Portland. 
KBO Road is still struggles with the same thing. What? Okay. Yeah. Kind of show do you do on uh, the radio? I host live bands. Mm. And uh, and I co-produce a special for Dada and Surrealism-based original material. Mm. So it's a lot of performance of local mm. artists. Mm. Would you mm. want L lover to run it yeah, I think we've actually emailed about that in the mm. past yeah but there is something we'll have to work that out off the air I would say because certainly there's got to be some sort of legality releases this and that and the other we'll no. figure it out we play um, we play a number of shows from KPFA uh -huh. we play a couple at least mm -hmm. two from KPFA well alright let's well let's look forward to that and I'll, when I get back into town I'll Consult the mm. studio and see what I have to do, mm. if anything at all. Mm. And you, mm. P, R, O, produce mm. a F festival. Festival, yes, no fest. Uh, it's a, I guess what you call interdisciplinary. A, a yes, a, mm. T, F, mm. E, mm. a festival. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, no, it's called No Fest. So I, that must have thrown you off there. Yes, <laughs> a. Festival. festival. <laughs> hey, hey, let's get this. <laughs> it's called uh, Who's on First Fest. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's for Portlanders, I, I say, until unless we change that in the future. It's only fe features Portland artists. So there's got to be a way to change that. I want to feature everybody. So. I am a available. Okay. Let's figure it mm. out. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, mm. who knows? Some sort of year-round program we could come up with, maybe? You mean you're available mm. to perform at the festival, <laughs> is what it means, if you open it up to um, out Our, of Portland. Oh, indeed, indeed. He's mm. available to perform. Yes. You play, mm. how do you perform? Mm. Every, everything. Well, um, I think like musically, he's been um, he he's been doing a jam um, for the last ten years or so called um, Frank Moore's Chirotic All Star Band, mm -hmm. and it's a different group of musicians every time, and there's no rehearsal, and it's a jam situation usually an hour and it features Frank doing vocals and um, and dancing and then there's a few <laughs> of us that are also dancing with him and we're nude and erotic and mm. um, usually with um, slides and strobe mm. lights projected on our bodies 
And he usually gets mm. you know, very accomplished musicians. V, mm. E, very, mm. S, I, mm. L, S, I, M, mm. similar to mm. what you do. With Death Worth Living, maybe, except uh, no nudity and... Uh, but maybe we should start incorporating that. E, exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, A, also, do, R, ritual performances. That's what Frank's most known for. He's been doing that um, for like 40 years. Um, mm. That's usually um, audience participation, ritual stuff, where he creates environments that um, he's, I don't know the long, he used to do a lot of 48-hour mm. performances, and um, these days he's been doing three-hour performances. And it usually is creating an environment where, um, through ritual, that people feel connected to each other. And mm. he usually has music. And, and movement involved in some capacity. And if, he d if musicians don't show up, and then he'll get audience mm -hmm. people, whether they know how to play an instrument or not, to um, get up and play the instruments mm -hmm. that we have set up. Which is fun. Mm -hmm. Which yeah. is lots of fun, yeah. When you would do 48-hour performances, mm -hmm. would you sleep? There was a dream ritual. Oh. S P S O. So that was I N. C O I N C L U included. Mm. So that was included as mm. part of the performance. Mm. Okay. Gotcha. Mm. Yeah. Mm. That makes sense. Mm. Gotta take a break. Oh, well, that's not really a break, right? Is it? No. Mm. That's not the right. point. Right. I get it. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. But. Mm. O N only mm. four hours mm. the in the mm. forty eight mm. hours. Yeah. It'd only be like mm. a four hour period in the forty eight hours. And that's still a mm. lot of waking mm. waking psychedelic reality. Mm. E, X, exactly. Can we ask anybody any question? Yes. Yes. I want to know from Kelly, because I've never asked you this question. Do you think pop music can be a ritual performance? Because Kelly, when you say ritual, what what exactly do you see ritual? Well, that's what I'm asking you. Because 
because uh, you're the pop artist, mm. and you have a, mm. uh, you've been through rituals. Mm. So D E, define, pop. Yeah. Well, I who well, who's mm. defining pop? Me. He's yeah. asking okay. you to define pop. Well, pop. That's that's pretty. Basically, a lot of stuff that I've done with music isn't very popular. It doesn't seem to touch a mass amount of people. You. Only certain people who are ready for it. Two. You two. You said you too, meaning mm. that that's yeah. the category you mm. fall into also. You're right. It's yeah. So it's not popular to do something that is against the mainstream, basically. And uh, so songs that... Kelly's a pop artist because she has mastered the sound and the, the structure of, of the pop song. But... Was it to be popular? Was it? No. I, I just naturally write in that way. And that's... H-E. Hence, it is not... P popular. Oh, pop. Pop no, or not pop? pop. Not it's pop. not pop. Well, that's one well, way to swing it if you want. Yeah, pop is also a definition of a, a style. I mean, it's not necessarily. I mean, it, it's short for popular, but it's um, kind of easier to to to, to digest. You know, a lot of mass people want to hear music that's. You. Did. N O I noise. Me? You did noise. Kind of, right? Yeah, in my earlier days. Noise rock, but still yeah. kind of mainstream. Uh, n- not what I. What, mm. My old band, Crash and Britney, we were a noise rock band. Mm. We made lots of noise. Mm. Very loud. But it did seem to affect people. Mm. Popularly, like you were popular. But yeah, we weren't mainstream popular. I mean, you can, you know, right. the residents were mainstream, but they were popular, you know, and they were doing experimental music. Life. P. O. P. O. No, life. O. B. R. Was popular. Oh, but not. But you and under mm. underground, we did a, a show. Frank directed a show, the Outrageous Beauty Review, at the Mabuhay Gardens in the late seventies, early eighties, and it was very popular. Mm-hmm. But it was underground; it okay. wasn't mainstream. Mm. Right. So things that aren't promoted to be popular mm. can somehow catch on, or that may be a little weird do catch on. And so something that's not popular becomes pop. And I think that is what I like. I like stuff that seems to push the threshold. It's what was considered, let's take, well, I'm, I, okay, my back, I have a background in jazz, so I'm going to use jazz as an example. Mm-hmm. It was considered devil's music. It was considered, bebop was considered too frenetic and, and wild. But over time, the sound of bebop becomes very calm and, 
and uh, totally not carrying the energy that it did at one time. So a lot of pop music was actually, of today, people all accept is, was avant-garde and pushing the limits at one time. Mm. So pop, really great pop, does push the limits, I think. So mm. my, that's my opinion. B, A, back, to, this, his, question. Can pop music be a, a ritual? I think anything could be a ritual. Right. I, I, I have a hard time, when I think of ritual, I think of like a ceremony, something that you do um, to create um, something in the moment with other, you could be alone with other people. So I kind of, I guess my mind when I think ritual is sacred and something that you do <laughs> in <laughs> life. I I was mugging the camera, that's so sorry. Have like I have D mm. done three two H two hour D S E sets where I S A sang I when it was just you singing mm. where it would just be Frank um mm. singing along with taped <laughs> music, popular tape music. <laughs> like, you know, Sonny and Cher, um <laughs> Joe South, uh -huh. some country stuff, Hank Williams for mm. two hours. At mm. F mm. at first. Well at first um People are like, oh, oh wow, yeah, <laughs> yeah. wow. Good for and you. Then when, yeah, good right. for him, good yeah, for yeah. him. But then yeah. when he just keeps going and going and going <laughs> and going and going, you know, either they, you know, most of them leave, except for a few handful of people <laughs> that, like, think, wow, cool. You like to challenge people, don't you, Frank? <laughs> that is how... We how P O pop that is how pop can be a ritual. That's mm. an example of how pop can be a ritual. Mm. Okay. And I C O mm. M Combine mm -hmm. S O songs mm -hmm. of four mm. A J mm. O journey. Mm -hmm. So the the sequence, the way mm -hmm. the songs play, he has it all worked out. Ah. So it's a journey experience. Mm -hmm. Well, in, in that in that sense, yeah. Mm-hmm. You could. Mm. Or maybe, I think maybe a lot of pop artists do rituals. Mm. Like if you think about what going to a Flaming Lips concert. Mm. The Doors were all about that. 
Uh, I think that unconsciously we're doing that a little bit because we start in the beginning with the same piece that we end with. I don't think it's unconscious on my part. But maybe well, but would we ever call? We never sat back and said, "Let's do a ritualistic show." No, but I when we have when thought about what w we're doing. yeah we know what how we're ordering the set, e but we didn't. Well. H, E, here, we, here we are, at, your, D, I, what does he say, D, I, F, F, E, R, differences, differences. <laughs> Yes, this is very common. <laughs> I think we see things differently, but we actually are, it's a, a similar. We see the same things, but we see it differently. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there I will go again. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, we. <laughs> it's just conditioning, I guess, you know, I don't know different ways of explaining but yes. maybe but i mean i think people really are seeing things differently even though we we're both looking at the same tree or apple or whatever of course <laughs> i mean it really is different so but mm -hmm. i guess how or what's my point how so how well um a friend of mine shane used to tell this joke um why is it that humans go out into the forest and look at the beautiful trees and think, boy, I'd love to wipe my ass with that. <laughs> some people see the trees and they see toilet paper, you know what I mean? And some see it and they see what they, they just, they just see the tree. Some see shade. Uh, some see their new shelves. Some see new their house. And B, E, A, T, R, S, and beers. No, B, E, O, oh, bears. Mm. And bears. J, mm. just. W, H, W, I, mm. wipe. <laughs> their asses <laughs> on, the, on tr the trees. <laughs> and don't mm. think mm. A, about it <laughs> at right. all. Right. Oh, yeah, huh? Why don't we all just grow trees in our backyards that we just wipe on, you know, just get up? Because that would really hurt your butt. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be so much more sustainable, though. <laughs> why even... Why even we're going this way with this interview? <laughs> <laughs> Back on track here. A. Oh, we're on track. <laughs> B. Ah. L. O. V. O. Love. Wait, what? O. Love. O. Love. <laughs> A. H. Ah. Ah. L, O, V, love, <laughs> ah, love. 
What's it all about? S. So. Why? How? Did. You. Get. Together. Together. And. M. O. More. Importantly. Why? S. T. A. Stay together. <laughs> well, why did we get together? <laughs> or how do we get together? Um, that is. It's kind of a long story. But it's. It, I mean, it's still in in play, for that matter. It's still in. It's still interplaying, and we're still learning why, right? Yeah. Uh, test. I think because we test, we push each other's uh, boundaries. Just. Better than anybody else possibly could. <laughs> how? How so? Or how? Well, for myself, he he's so different than me in ways that he just, for example, the way he communicates and relates to the world. And he, I mean, it definitely pushes my buttons, but those buttons do need to be pushed in order for me to see new perspectives. And so yes. he's definitely, he has brought out a lot of different perspectives we that I've never saw before. Noticed. We notice that. Um, uh, well, I don't know. I mean, I, I think my some things have curbed in me that uh, needed to, such as anger. Yeah, Sean was very angry. All the yes. time. All the time. Yes. <laughs> we softened. Have noticed that too. Uh, how did you? Yeah. Have you guys been watching with a webcam or something? I think you no. come, I mean, all, all you have to do is communicate to somebody and it's obvious. I mean, you know, I, I mean, that's, that's very noticeable in you, in your, in your behaviors. And, and for me, it's hard because I'm, I'm very soft and I want to, to give yes. love and, you know, and I want to make sure that everyone's... We. Like keep peacekeeper. Have, we Notice. have noticed that yeah. too. <laughs> <laughs> so it's yeah, it's an interesting H match. E, hence, <laughs> we, my, <laughs> my question. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, is there a, more to that, or is it you know that answers your question? Does that answer your question? Do I? Um, well, I, let's see. We I don't think so because we didn't find mm. out how you got together, oh. and we didn't find out. Mm. I oh, don't well think we found out why you stayed. That is together. funny. That's a how funny story. Well, how we got together was I worked at a cafe that he would frequent. Yeah. And this relates to his temper. Temper. Um, well, also just a, a more, not even temper. I wasn't even being uncool. But I was it's just, your energy. No, no, no. It's like, I would think I was being like obsessive, compulsive. Yes. You were being very particular. Because I always wanted to put my bulk items in a jar and reuse. Mm. And that made it slightly more complex for the people at the cafe that she worked at. So I had just started working there and a woman was helping him behind, was helping him at the counter. And she comes up to me. She walks away from the counter she goes Kelly can you please help this 
Can I cuss? Yeah. Can I cuss yeah, this asshole? Can. <laughs> <laughs> Go help this guy because he yes. is, I can't handle it. So I, there he is. I walk up and there's Sean. And I'm like, mm. I, you know, my, my attitude was first. I'm like, mm. okay, I can handle this dude. Where is he? <laughs> but what was I doing? I was just being mellow, right? In the end. Oh. You weren't, I don't know. But you obviously upset mm. Courtney. Yeah. No, and no, so, I mean, but with you, I, I, but I could see that she like, was upset. Mm. And at that time in my life, I was observing that Tea. people. Mm. Oh. Today? Mm. You were being mellow like you mm. were today? Well, we're always mm. up and down. I don't know. But at the time, mm. at the time, I, I may have been seeing that people were affected by what I was doing, but I didn't know very well what it was. So I was just trying to watch. So I saw Courtney get upset, but you know, I just got to brush it off and not let it get to me too much. And I think uh, I think I succeeded in that because I didn't take it out on you. You know, I, we just. But it wasn't sparks after that by any means. It was it was a lot of apprehension, a lot of apprehension. Like well, there was some sense oh, of like on, what's going on here. First time we hung out, um, <laughs> we went to a. Um, I had just met. You know, this is shortly after. Um, we went to an art opening, and I didn't really know him at all. With a, you know, with some other friends, and you told me that when we were first hanging out, yeah. that you felt love, and yeah. you wanted to say that I love you. <laughs> <laughs> and I was apprehensive about it, anything at that time. Mm. With I'm probably with anybody, but mm. um, I felt something too. But you know, I was not having it and then about a year and a half later we ran into each other and Sean asked me hey let's go to the um, Oaks Park it's an amusement park mm. not a date though mm. just as friends but by that point I had already developed a crush on Sean and I was like <laughs> okay we'll go just as friends oh gosh I gotta go with this guy and I on and a date or not a date but I want it to be a date and <laughs> I had to be cool I think I had reached a point because I could hardly see women without like that without that um, assumption that this is somebody who I might date like there was always with any woman it was like this could be so it was like mm. I had been through feelings for Kelly I said no and then and mm. then uh, mm. we so I was willing to just be friends and like for once just approach mm. Kelly as a friend but meanwhile here mm. she is crushing a little bit mm. so I guess I uh, I don't know what I don't know what it, what happened. I always T E tell G U guys that is the S E second S E C the secret to getting G I getting girls <laughs> just not to go not to chase not, basically yeah, not to expect anything is that it yes yeah they never listen yeah. <laughs> it's what well, it's a paradox because there you are not seeing the girl as somebody that you want to get, and yet that seems to happen. The uh, so 
you, you mm. just have to remove it from your consciousness, I guess. I think it was good, though, that you weren't mm. that way because it kind of... Would have frightened you yeah, off. Yeah, it kind of pushed mm. me to... But then also when you start looking at somebody as, oh, I might be dating this person, I think that's when you begin to really pick apart their mm. personality and you don't just accept mm. the personality. But we I can always accept a friend's personality much easier mm. than when... We, then when we start dating the person, you want to pick that apart. Mm. So that's the... Am I wrong? Have you uh -huh. not picked my personality apart and me picked never. yours apart? I never, you, understand, mm. understood, D, dating, the mm. idea of dating. Mm. I... Well, I never questioned it. Mm. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. B. E. Because. F. R. Friends. Do. Not. Do. Things. Together. But. All the time. Friends do things together all the time. Yeah. Mm. But mm. D A dating mm. is a G O mm. A a goal. Mm. K I N kind of thing. Right, there's a, you're hoping to attain stability and security in the relationship. And that's the goal. Yeah? But, friends have, have that. I'm not sure that they do necessarily have that, but at least they don't require it from the other person. One may be very insecure and, and everything else and still have to be friends with somebody, but not try to gain that out mm. of the friend. Although friends sometimes do, but if we are talking about how we're defining mm. friendship, okay, I'll roll with you there. You <laughs> There's still, there just seems to be this, this constant human struggle. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> it's a, I, I don't know, yeah. It's, but the human, the problem, the problem is there, I don't know. I, I was a, R, Relationship. Frank was a relationship counselor for years. B. O. T. No, B O R. Boring. It was boring. <laughs> <laughs> Every. Everybody. Has. The. Same problem issues. Yeah. S C 
are scripts, but they think they are unique. The circumstances may be unique, but the, the common human problem is what binds everybody together in despite their superficial differences. Uh, okay. Agreed, I guess. Uh, but were you able to help people? To, were they... How did... I want to... Yes. How, how would you approach showing that for people? Well, Frank's um, basic thing, I think, that made him different than maybe most... A typical relationship counselor was... Um, that for him, it had to be personal. It was all about his relationship with each person. And then from his perspective, I, you know, like, I can't have a good relationship with you if your other relationships are fucked up because that will get in the way of us having a good relationship. So I have to deal with your other relationships in order for you and I to have a good relationship. So that would involve people bringing people in with them that they were in relationship with and Frank talking and, you know, typically revealing kind of what was going on by having people talk. So they got to actually say what was going on by the way he asked questions and talked to them. And, and, and typically the people that weren't sincere or committed to the relationships that they were involved in would fall off. And what would be left were people that that were committed to the relationships, you know, the people with the people they brought in, and eventually, you know, they're gathered together a bunch of people that um, Frank ended up doing a workshop in addition to the relationship counseling. They, two, two workshops, right? I mean, he did. He was. It's like at the office, 10 hours a day, seven days a week <laughs> for years. So you were committed to that pretty much until it was time to move on, I guess. He fell into it um, because he, um, he had some other intention. And um, he, um, we had hooked up and I had been involved in this um, Fisher Hoffman process, which was like kind of a growth movement thing in the 70s. And Frank said, let's rewrite it and have the focus be on relationships because that's what Frank was interested in. And so we did that and then we put posters up. And the first guy that came mm. was a psychic teacher, mm. very popular psychic teacher that had a lot of students. Mm. And Frank interviewed him for a couple hours about doing this process workshop type thing we were doing. And at the end of it, he said, I don't want to do that, but could I pay you to just get together and talk to me <laughs> every week? So Frank said, sure. And so he went and told all his students that he had a new guru, and everybody of them then wanted to have sessions with Frank and pay him. And so he ended up segueing into the relationship counseling thing, and we never did the other thing. Huh. We did that for years then. That we then I B R O 
brought them to A R art. Right, because that was kind of Frank had been doing art before all that. Um, and like in before I knew him even, he was doing plays and performances and stuff. And so then he has this group of like 30 mm. plus people that are all very committed to each other in various households. People ended up moving in with each other when, you know, mm. so and then you end up a bunch of households of people that came together through um, the relationship counseling with Frank and these workshops. And so Frank um, started doing art, started doing plays and people would be in the plays and that's how we did the Outrageous Beauty Review. It was all of us mm. doing the show every week. Okay. Quite a... A lot of holes mm. I'm wondering about. Like? Um. Your music reminds me of what A N N I Annie Sprinkle P L played in her A L A P apartment the kind of music she would play mm. at her apartment. But M U much, much better. Mm. You're much better. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Thank you. Yeah. About that. Well An so Annie Sprinkle is a performance artist who um used to be a porn who do you know who mm. she yeah, is? Yeah. Okay. So um I don't know. So she was she was a famous porn star, and um, that's there's a picture, well, an artist mm. rendering of her up there. It's a bubblehead <laughs> version of her. Guy in Chicago does that. Mm. But um, but then she was kind of discovered by uh, um, Richard Schechner, who was like a, a professor at NYU. He brought his class because he did um, they he taught ritual stuff, and he brought the class to see this um, show that a burlesque kind of show. But he was really impressed with Annie, so invited her to be in a show that he was doing. And Frank read about this in um, you know like an art magazine, and you know thought Annie sounded interesting. Mm -hmm. So and then um, we were um, going to be performing in New York and it was a five hour performance mm -hmm. and um, we needed a cast. And so somebody was in New York that knew that and spotted Annie at a party not knowing who she was but thinking Frank's looking mm -hmm. for people in New York. She looks mm -hmm. like somebody Frank would like. So told her about Frank and she went, oh my God. So she knew who Frank was and mm -hmm. she was very excited about being in the performance. So she... So how we got in her apartment, mm -hmm. she insisted, so she, and we hook up, she said, I'll be in your performance, but you got to stay at my apartment when you're in New York. Mm -hmm. And we were pretty naive, mm -hmm. and um, we didn't, we had no relationships with, s with um, mm -hmm. sex um, actresses up to that mm -hmm. point. 
and we pictured orgies mm. and drugs. And we were like pretty mm. straight. I mean, even though we did all of this like erotic ritual, mm. you know, avant-garde art stuff, we picturing being in Annie's mm. apartment and just like orgies and drugs and stuff. Mm. And like, it's like, oh no, I don't think so. Mm. But she was insistent, you are mm. staying at my apartment. And so it was mm. like months of us like talking and mailing back and forth. She was sending us all her mm. stuff so we could see what she'd been doing. So one of the things she sent us was a poem called Annie Ellen. And Ellen is her like non-stage name, her birth name. And in the poem, Ellen is like a fat Jewish girl who thinks she's ugly and not sexy. And Annie is this porn, da-da-da-da. So Frank said, um, we will stay with Ellen. So that's what he told Annie. She said, okay. <laughs> so that's how we got to Annie's apartment. And she would had, you know, and, sh you know, she was like actually very straight and middle class and she mm -hmm. except that she wore very mm -hmm. little when she like cleaned the toilet and the windows she had little mm -hmm. baby doll nightgowns on when she mm -hmm. did stuff like that and m a m e d i a t medi meditation mm -hmm. meditation did meditation, yeah, right. She was very, she was very spiritual. Mm. Fed us macrobiotic food. I mean, she was a you know a wonderful host. Really, you know, really a great host. And P L A played A F T A F R I. M E N mm, I don't know that one. She played mm. she played A F mm. R I M mm. Afrim I Affirmations. Mm. Oh, she played affirmations all the time. Yeah. Right. So that was always mm. playing. Well, that was that one time. I mean, she mm. was different. She was into different things at different times, but that was what mm. she was into that time. Mm. 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 Like. Mm. Your music. Mm. That's why he's saying it reminds mm. him of your music, except, yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah. So then we, so that's that period. But so the how we started Lover was, right. um, so Frank's on the internet um, looking around for naked girls and mm. meets um, these artists mm. in Pennsylvania, um, Art Cam. Um, it's um, two women and a man. They have a relationship together. They live together. They're art teachers in you know the schools, um, universities there. But they do this really cool um, mm. thing every day where they do like um, a cam show, and it's usually not always, but usually erotic mm. and um, very intimate. And um, so Frank introduced himself to this guy mm. by email. 
And he said, I was just reading about you in Annie Sprinkle's book, because Annie lists Frank as one mm. of his teachers, as one of her teachers. And um, so they get talking, and the guy says, I am involved in an internet radio mm. station. And it was kind of before, mm. it was like at the very beginning. It yeah. was when there weren't mm. internet radio stations, except for these nerds mm. that knew how to do internet radio stations. Frank said, I always had a fantasy of mm. having a show on the radio. So the guy said, oh, I can arrange that. Mm. You know, so they were into free speech. And um, they knew about Frank being investigated by Jesse Helms. And he was just like mm. this big, like, free speech mm -hmm. dude in their minds. And so, yes, we want Frank Moore, you know, because mm. we're all about free speech. But it turned out what mm. they meant by free speech is like you could curse. But they had like a lot mm. of rules and limits about what you can do. And Frank is very good at honing in on these things. So mm. immediately he starts ruffling feathers. The guys that were like management, which were like a couple of guys who had had the idea and, and kind of it started it, had rules like um, you weren't, well, let's see. They said they had to sell out. That's what it really got started. The... D, the DJs were, were, like, were, would, not, the DJs would not, oh, that's right, they would say on their show, I don't think anybody's listening. If I don't get one email or a call in the next five minutes, I'm going to stop doing my show. And so Frank said, that's ridiculous. <laughs> you know, first of all, people are listening. And second of all, if they're not listening and someone tunes in and there's nothing on the air, they won't come back. You got to do your show. And that's the way mm -hmm. to do it. And so he talked about mm -hmm. that on his show. And the management in a private mm -hmm. chat told him he's not allowed to talk about that on the air. And so Frank would, of course, have me read that <laughs> on the air, that that's <laughs> what they were saying. So I kind of started it. Mm. And then at a certain point, they said they had to sell out. And he said, what do you mean? And, and it turns out there weren't any buyers or anything. This was just in their head that um, they had to get corporate money. And um, Frank said they had wet dreams of quitting their day jobs and having secretaries and having this be the way they mm. made their living. Mm. He said, how much money do you need? Because the they had a lot of DJs, and every DJ was donating money every month. How much money do you need? They wouldn't tell. They wouldn't say what the amount was it cost to run it. It turned out it was $99 a month. That's all it cost to run it. And for that amount of money, they were going to sell out, mm -hmm. even though there wasn't anybody who wanted to buy. So Frank's kind of gave him a hard time mm -hmm. about that. He kept pushing, you know, why don't you just have the DJs but they wanted control, and they, you know, they wouldn't admit any of that. Everybody started freaking out and sending us hate mail, and all. it was just pretty heavy. And they kept saying, if you know so much, why don't you start your own station? And it was like the last yeah. thing in the world we wanted to do was start an internet radio station. We didn't know anything about it. We were putting out a zine you know, for like mm. all during the 90s that was very mm. popular and we were into it and um, we did performance. We just like had a mm. whole life. So we didn't mm. really want to start a radio station. But at a certain point, Frank had Mikey look into it 
And he said, okay. And so Mikey spent a week mm. um, learning how to do an internet radio station, which wasn't mm. that easy to do because there weren't very many of them. And we gave notice, and because um, Frank had a Sunday, he had this show on that station, The Shaman's mm. Den. So we gave notice, mm. and um, our first show on Lover was a guy in Japan um, mm. who um, did a show, mm. and then he led into our show. Mm. And that's all we did. It was two shows mm. once a week. He, mm. P, played mu live music the whole time, mm. an amazing, amazing musician. And he'd bring in friends and they would jam, like hours, a couple hours, mm. I think. Mm. And that's how Lover started. And mm. um, eventually, you know, then at a certain point we were just playing, um, we had like a CD jukebox mm. and we'd play CDs during the day when we were awake. Mm. We'd turn Lover on when we got up and we'd turn it off when we went to bed. And then one night as we we're going to bed, some guy comes into the chat room and he says, why do you mm. always turn Lover <laughs> off at night? That's when I work and I'm really into it. Yeah. So Oh, okay. Mm. So then the next thing you know, it's like 24 hours and mm. just kept kept growing. Mm -hmm. So we stopped doing the zine. Right, right. Yeah. Mm. That's cool. Mm. Guess that's guess that's an answer. I mm. always follow. Mm. Well, like with the um, the relationship mm. counseling, you know, it wasn't what he intended to do, but he followed what was there to mm. do. And the same with Lover. It wasn't mm. what our intention, but we followed what was there to do. Yeah, that's that brings up uh, something that I've thought about, which is a lot of us uh, think that they're going to manifest everything in their life by intention. Mm -hmm. Right. And I yes. and I, I think that just serves to frustrate us because there's a lot of there's still chaos no matter what. And I could not have P planned planned our yeah. life. You know, yeah. No. And it's it's been amazing. If I tried, I would, I would have B, L, O, blocked so many things if you stayed to a plan. And greed. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, you can buy our CD on cdbaby.com. <laughs> I and on that note. It's a good note. Every before. He, she, mm. P, A, passes out. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's mm. been a long week. Mm. Kind of a mellow day, but mm. still a long we life. Mm. 
for us too? Mm. Yes. Well, we normally do this show once a week, except this month we have multiple weeks when we're doing it twice a week. And in addition to that, we have a performance series we do once a month. And then in addition to that, the band that was on here a couple weeks ago that are traveling from Los Angeles um, invited Frank to sit in with them when they came back through. They're in Seattle and Portland now when they come back through here, which is Friday. So then this week we had like a shaman's den on Sunday, shaman's den today, and then um, Frank's sitting in with the band on Friday mm -hmm. night, and then we do our performance on Saturday night. This coming Saturday night? Yeah. Mm. Oh, okay. So we're like... Darn. Mm. Yeah. Because we, we're, we're playing Saturday night, too. Where are you playing? At the Argus Lounge mm. Uh, mm. in San Francisco. Yeah. And on Friday night, we're playing at the Hub in Sacramento. Mm. M, U, should, uh, would, were, be, mm. O, are, Born there. Mm. Who was born there? In Sacramento? Mm. No, neither. Neither of us. Mm. Oh, mm. wrong information <laughs> on the homework. <laughs> <laughs> well, there are for myself. There, there, people have written reviews that I was born in Sacramento. Uh, maybe that's what there. he read. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you did your homework. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but they were wrong. Boonville. I was born in Boonville, Arkansas. Mm. I was born in Santa Barbara, California. Mm. But L I lived in lived in P H I Philadelphia. Yes, I lived in Philadelphia. Yeah, that's where I'm from, Philadelphia. Right. Yeah. Is that where you were born? Yeah. Okay. yeah. Mm -hmm. huh. <laughs> Tell everybody who you are. Website. Okay. Well, we're e I'm Kelly Slusher. Sean Ongley. Okay, and we are Imra, and uh, we have our music up on Verb.com/Imra. Uh, it's for sale, and it's up available for preview at CDBaby.com, iTunes, Amazon.com. Last FM. We we're trying to get it on Pandora. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just Google us. Wow. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what comes up. The Google isn't really working too well for us since there's all these other I, organizations. Yeah. You probably did that, right? Frank Googled you. Yeah. But I think once we're, uh, we've been playing longer, there'll be but more. But your N. A, your name, S, mm. names, W, work. Oh. Better. Oh. Our personal names. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. To get information. <laughs> yeah. 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 Mm. It's all, yeah, I think we're more known mm. separately than we are as Imra oh, at this point. Of course we are. <laughs> mm. yeah. mm. But um, that'll change. <laughs> Because we want to be popular. Why? <laughs> 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 for good intentions. Um, well, I mean, it's, it's both the love and we want to make a living too, you know. So 
I think I've always wanted to play in a band that would that could actually play for a lot of people. And I have Gee. also loved playing in Good. a band. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> so, but even if we don't make a living specifically with this, I think we're going to keep doing it. Yeah. We definitely love what we're doing. Okay. Is that a wrap? Okay. Yes. Okay. Good night. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.